we've got to do something different. Like there is this possibility right now of life without this weight and this ridiculous drama. And I've got to have this, you know? Sound familiar? Today, we're talking about how to work together to get off the treadmill and create the life you truly want. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth together. I'm Elle Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Masterclass. This self-paced course is designed to help you get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and build wealth as a team. Sign up today for the course and get lifetime access. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. Have you ever felt frustrated with your situation and finances? When we were first starting out, there were definitely times where I felt like we knew where we wanted to go and we're moving in that direction, but it wasn't as fast as we were hoping for. Or maybe you're looking at a huge pile of debt and it seems impossible to tackle with the income you currently have. Or maybe you guys have dreams to retire early or just be financially free, but it seems so far off. Well, my buddy Kim Anderson has been there. She's the creator of Thrifty Little Mom and the author of the new book, Live, Save, Spend, Repeat. She and her husband, Kressel, have been tackling some big dreams, including living a debt-free life. She's on the show today, and in this episode, we get into why Kim prefers cash over credit, the challenges of paying off their mortgage early, and why and how she and her husband are creating the life they want. Now, before we get into the how about living the debt-free life, we need to start off with the why. A few years ago, Kim was dealing with some credit card drama, and no, it wasn't a mountain of debt. And the story goes, you know, I started getting these like fraudulent charges on my credit card. One of those ones out there that's supposed to be like the one that protects you from fraudulent (laughs) purchases or whatever. And I was spending hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of my life like fighting on the phone with the credit card people to try to like prove you know, that I was not the one who sent a keyboard to a spa in California. Like, that was not me. I don't know why I would do that. <laughs> you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, getting all, like, sitting on the phone with the credit card people. And something snapped, L, like, snapped in my head. I don't know what it was. But I was on the phone with a customer service worker, and I said, look, I was like, if you're recording this call for quality assurance, I just want to let you know what I think. (laughs) And I said, I also understand that you are just a customer service worker and this is not your fault. And I said, so I don't want for, you know, for any reason for you to think that I am upset with you personally. I was like, but because I know this call is being recorded, I would like to tell your company what I think. And I said, this is ridiculous. I was like, I have spent almost like six hours on the phone trying to get my money back. And I was like, I pay off my card every month. I do this, I do this. Like I did all the normal things, you know, like I was a good credit card customer. And I said, I'm sick of this. I was like, this woman's going cash only. Let's end my account. 
peace out. Like that was the way <laughs> that it went down. And I remember my husband coming home from work that day. And um, in the afternoon time, I had Googled cash only guy. And, you know, had stumbled across like Dave Ramsey because I didn't know his name, which is like mortifying to say now, but I didn't know who he was. Like, I just knew there was some guy who like always ranted about using cash or something. So I went to the library, checked out his book, got home, consumed the whole book. And I was just like, I've got, we've got to do something different. Like there is this possibility right now of life without this weight and this ridiculous drama and I've got to have this you know I remember my husband when he got home from work that day and I said I'm ready to cut up all the credit cards and go cash only he like stared at me and he was like who are you and what have you done with Kim Anderson and I'm like I know that you think that I'm full of it I was like because I am not a person who regularly sticks with things and I said I know that you think that this is like a whim and then in like two weeks I'm going to be ready to get the to get the credit cards back out I was like but I was like I can't keep doing this and he said okay, you know, like if you're in, I'm in because you don't have to convince me. I'm the, you know, he's the saver in our relationship. Even though they were both ready to make the leap into a cash-based budget, there was an adjustment period where you're not using credit cards or debt to fund things. Some choices are going to have to be made. So we just started living a lifestyle that helped us to decide what we really, really wanted, which was flexibility and freedom from debt like that's what we wanted we didn't want any debt and at the time the only debt that we had was our house yep you heard that right the mortgage was their only debt that they were carrying at the time a huge part of that was because of how their families handled finances and what they picked up when we met my husband was just starting college and he had chosen to go to college locally and I was in my senior year of high school so I decided to go to school locally, which would happen to be the same college he was at. And then we ended up both living with our parents while we were at college, like instead of living on campus or anything like that. And because it was a local college and we were in-state students, our tuition was ridiculously low. Like I think we both got our four-year educations for like less than $15,000. Nice. So my dad was able to pay for that because um, my senior year of high school, my dad paid off our mortgage. Cause I remember like the day of my graduation party, it was like a mortgage burning party slash graduation party. Oh, so he um, paid off his mortgage. Yes. So that's why my dad was able to cash roll my college education uh, because I stayed at home and you know, like I, I, we just didn't have tons and tons of college cost. And so my husband's dad kind of worked out a similar deal with him, like where he paid for like one year and then my husband had to pay for the rest. And so, you know, he worked in, paid all of his school off and we didn't have any school loans when we got married in fact when we moved to Atlanta and he went to Georgia Tech um you know he had such good grades and um accolades I guess is what they're called (laughs) at um UNC Charlotte that you know he was able to go to Georgia Tech without um like they basically gave him a scholarship so he got his master's degree and we didn't have any debt nice um so that was a blessing (laughs) for us Mm -hmm. um But yeah, like as soon as we got married, all we had were just bank accounts. And I mean, we both had credit cards, but again, it was one of those things like where we paid them off. Like we, we never really carried excessive debt. So the first real debt we had was our house. Wow. So first off, I want to shout out and say what a leg up their families gave them. No, not just with taking care of the college expenses, but passing on the smart money habits 
you really can change your family's legacy. Even with those wins, there was some certain things Kim and her husband had to work out if they wanted to achieve their dream of living a debt-free life. You know, my husband wasn't the one who really needed that much encouragement because he was always like the non-spender. So it wasn't such a big deal for him. It was me. Like I had to have a complete mindset change going into this because, you know, I liked my $5 lattes and by golly, I didn't want to give those things up. Like I like going and talking to a barista, like the baristas are my friends. (laughs) So, um, it was a hard transition. And the main way that I kind of shifted gears was going to a, um, tangible cash category system. Like that was how I was able to kind of master my bad spending habits. And, you know, and it's not that I was like addicted to like Gucci bags or like I had to have the best shoes. Like it's just those small purchases Mm -hmm. that you make that add up. Every time you go to the grocery, if you're going to the grocery, if you're going grocery shopping and every time you go, you're going 30, 40 or $50 over budget because you don't have a list or you don't, you know what I mean? Like you don't, strategically go to the grocery store, those add up over time. And you don't start realizing that until you start looking for money. You know, like in my case, like I'm looking all over the place for extra funds to put behind the life that I really, really wanted. And at that time that was, you know, pursuing paying off this mortgage. So for me, I'm hunting down money wherever I can. And that means cutting back, you know, groceries and just being super strategic about money instead of just sort of surviving. The Andersons were serious about saving money and they were dedicated. In two years, they paid off $93,000, which is an incredible accomplishment. Probably something you read on the internet in one of those shared stories. But the two of them decided to keep things on the down low with that. You know, what's interesting is I can remember when we decided to do this, like we didn't tell anybody really intentionally. We didn't tell anybody because in our experience, you know, at that point, because I think we were 27, um, we were around 27. We decided to take this on and we, so we had been married. We got married when we were 21. So that's what five years (laughs) do the math on that. Yeah. We didn't tell anybody. We didn't tell our family. We didn't tell our friends because everybody's got an opinion. (laughs) And everybody often thinks their opinion is like good and right and all those things. And so it was easier for us just not to tell people. The only struggle I had during that season was we were making really strategic decisions not to spend money because we knew what we were going after. Like we knew what we wanted more than anything else. And that was to be completely debt free. So I can remember like not going to eat out with people or like when we did go out to eat, we would just like share something like kind of our behavior shifted. And I know that people noticed and I was always afraid that like people would think we were poor or like, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) poor, I guess poor is not the right word, but you know, people would think they make assumptions. Yeah. People would assume that we were having financial struggles and that's what I didn't want. Like that was my bigger fear was that people were going to be like, Oh, they're struggling financially. Like they can't even afford to eat out like they used to or whatever. So, you know, even in the book, like I talk about that a lot because I think that's one thing that people face quite a bit is like, I talk about how, you know, you have to overcome a lot of fears and a lot of speed bumps. Like there are a lot of speed bumps to the life that you really want for you and your family. Um, and the opinions of other people is one of those things. 
During this time, Kim was sharing her tips and stories on her site, Thrifty Little Mom. After reaching this huge goal of knocking out the mortgage, Kim took a step back. And within her community, she noticed certain patterns and frustrations other families were dealing with, and she wanted to help out. I really think that a lot of us get into a place where life feels like it's just a perpetual treadmill rather than this like grand adventure. And we find that our bills are increasing and our income's falling behind and the economy is wavering. And I feel like you've got to figure out how to create the life that you want with the money you have rather than what you wish that you had. And so that is the main objective of the book really is to teach women and families like how to strategically decide what you want out of life and pursue that. And your goals in your life are going to look different than mine, look different than Kim's. And that's fine. But do ask yourself, what is the big goal that we're working towards? For Kim and Kressel, financial freedom wasn't necessarily the destination, but a means that allowed them to tackle on some big personal goals that they had. Fast forward even now, like we just sold our house and... Mm -hmm. We are living with my mom and my dad um, temporarily because we bought a $20,000 1945 farmhouse like across the street from my mom and my dad. I saw that picture. That is, that would be, if it was on TV, it'd be like fixer upper. I don't even know that Chip and Joanna Gaines would take on this house. Like it is bad, 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 bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited because I know. I know your, your husband's a maker, right? He's in the maker community. Okay. So it's, um, he actually quit his engineering job again, another major, major pivot. And I talk about that in the book too. Um, quit his engineering job in January because what he wanted more than anything in life was to wake up and do the job that he enjoyed every day. And so financial freedom has put us in a place to do that. So even now, like, you know, we we're here and, um, we're excited to get the house kind of done so we can kind of move over when there's at least partial part of the house that's ready to go. And he's documenting the whole process on his maker size channel. He has a YouTube channel called maker size. Um, and that's kind of what he does now is he has like a YouTube channel and he has a blog just like me. Um, and because of the financial decisions that we've made, we're able to live a life we really, really enjoy. And, and that's what I want for people everywhere. Special thanks to Kim for being a part of the show. Please grab her book, Live, Save, Spend, Repeat. It's on Amazon and other major retailers. Comes out this Sunday. As always, I have all the info and details in the show notes. I've included links to Kim's site, Thrifty Little Mom, her podcast, and her new book. You can get it all at couplemoney.com. And don't forget, I'm offering a free email course. It's called 5 Days to 5K. I will walk you through how to save, find, and make more money. Hopefully, you can use that to pay down debt, grow your emergency fund, or save for your own early retirement. You can sign up at couplemoney.com slash 5k. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get the latest stories and tips on building your wealth together sent to you. 
It's free and easy. We're out there on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Overcast, and more. You can also grab the feed off our site so you can listen to it from whatever podcast app you prefer. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere and Music for Makers. Finally, I want to say thank you. Couple Money Podcast is made possible because of wonderful listeners like you. Your tweets, reviews, likes, and more are so encouraging, and it gets the word out to help couples work as a team with their finances. If there's a topic or question you want to hear covered on the show, just let me know. I hope you have a great week. Take care.